0: Welcome to the Skeptic's Guide to Emergency Medicine. Meet them, greet them, treat them, and street em. Today's date is August 25th, 2022, and I'm your skeptical host, Dennis Wren. The title of today's podcast is Only One versus Two Dose Dexamethasone for Mild to Moderate Pediatric Asthma Exacerbations. This is a special episode because this is the first episode of SGM PEDS. And our guest skeptic today is Dr. Harrison Hayward, who is a Pediatric Emergency Medicine Fellow at Children's National Hospital. He finished his general pediatrics residency at Yale New Haven Hospital, and as an editor and writer of continuing medical education material for the clinical case sharing app Figure One, he enjoys interprofessional learning and is passionate about improving healthcare delivery to children with complex medical needs. Welcome to the s Harrison. Thank you for having me, Dennis. Before we get started, do you have any conflicts of interest to declare? I have no
1: conflicts of interest to declare. All righty. Well, let's jump right in with the case. So our case is about a seven-year-old female with asthma who presents to the emergency department with difficulty breathing in the setting of one to two days of cough and runny nose. She reports that her albuterol helped her feel better initially, but has provided no relief today. On exam, she has diffuse expiratory wheeze, but good aeration to bilateral lung bases with a respiratory rate in the low 20s. She has some mild intercostal retractions and is saturating 97% on room air. She can speak in full sentences, and so you diagnose her with a mild asthma exacerbation and begin treating her with albuterol and ipratropium, as well as a dose of dexamethasone. After you explain the plan to the family, her mother asks you uh, that last time she was here, she got a dose of the steroid, but then another dose to take the next day. Do you think she needs that second dose again? She doesn't like taking it, and it makes it hard for her to get to sleep.
0: Asthma affects around 9% of children in the United States, and asthma exacerbations are a really common cause for emergency department visits. Corticosteroids are commonly used for the treatment of acute asthma exacerbations.
1: Previous research has compared the efficacy of a multi-day course of prednisone or prednisolone to a single dose of dexamethasone, and research has also compared the efficacy of a multi-day course of prednisone to two doses of dexamethasone. And we actually
0: covered one of these studies
1: on SGEM number 194 with Dr. Mike Falk. I think you know him, Harrison. I do know him. He is an attending that I've had the pleasure to work with for a couple of years now. And I as well. But can you remind
0: us what the SGM bottom line for that episode was, Harrison?
1: Yeah. So the bottom line was that a single dose of dexamethasone is non-inferior to a three-day course of oral prednisolone in the treatment of children with acute asthma exacerbation who present to the emergency department.
0: So Harrison, why are we back here talking about
1: corticosteroids
0: and asthma again?
1: Well. The problem is that studies have compared prednisone to a single dose of dexamethasone or prednisone to two doses of dexamethasone. However, no prospective clinical trial has ever directly compared single dose dexamethasone with double dose dexamethasone.
0: Gotcha. And so what's the clinical question we're trying to answer today?
1: Our clinical question today is simply, Is a single dose of dexamethasone non-inferior to two doses of dexamethasone in the treatment of mild to moderate pediatric asthma exacerbations?
0: And what's the reference?
1: We'll be talking about a study that was published in Pediatric Emergency Care just this year by Martin et al. That was titled, Single-Dose Dexamethasone is Not Inferior to Two Doses in Mild to Moderate Pediatric Asthma Exacerbations in the Emergency Department. Great. And let's move on to our peacock questions.
0: What was the population that they were looking at?
1: The population included in this study was children's aged 2 to 20 years with a known history of asthma who presented to the ED between April of 2015 and March of 2018 with acute, mild, uh, or moderate asthma exacerbations. They classified the mild versus moderate patients by their pediatric asthma scores, with the mild patients having a score of 5 to 7, and the moderate patients with a score of 8 to 11. And history of asthma was defined as at least one prior episode of wheezing, responsive to beta agonists.
0: And we'll put a figure in the show notes that shows the pediatric asthma score and how to calculate that. And who was excluded?
1: Patients were excluded if they presented with a severe asthma exacerbation, defined as a PAS of greater than or equal to 12, or if they had systemic steroid use in the last two weeks, if they had chronic lung disease, such as cystic fibrosis, or if they had vomiting of at least two doses of oral steroids while in the ED. And what was the intervention? The intervention was two doses of dexamethasone. And the comparison? was to a single dose of dexamethasone. And what were their outcomes? So the primary outcome was whether or not the patient had a return visit to either the primary care provider, the emergency department, or urgent care for persistent or worsening asthma symptoms. Secondary outcomes were the length of time that symptoms persisted, missed school days, vomiting, or adverse events being things like appetite changes, insomnia, mood swings. And what kind of trial was this? This was a prospective, randomized, single-center, unblinded, parallel-group randomized clinical trial. And can you tell us what the author's conclusions were? The author's conclusion was that In this single-center, unblinded, randomized trial of children and adolescents with mild to moderate acute asthma exacerbations, there was no difference in the rate of return visits for continued or worsened symptoms between patients randomized to one or two doses of dexamethasone. All right. So let's move
0: on to our quality checklist. First question. The study population included are focused on those in the emergency department. That's right, it did. The patients were adequately randomized? Yes, they were block randomized. And the randomization process was concealed? It was. And the patients were analyzed in the groups to which they were treated?
1: Yes, they did a per-protocol analysis.
0: And were the study patients recruited consecutively?
1: No, they were recruited by research assistants who were available from 8 a.m. to 11 p.m., seven days a week. And were the patients in both groups similar with respect to prognostic factors? A little unsure about that. Most things did seem similar, but patients in the two-dose group were slightly older. Um, In the one-dose group, they were 6.8 years uh, was the average age, and then in the two-dose group, 8.3 years was the average age
0: were all the participants unaware of the group allocation?
1: No. So patients and parents knew if they were prescribed a second dose of dexamethasone or not. Research assistants who followed up and collected information discovered which patients had one versus two doses of dexamethasone as well. And were all groups treated equally except for the intervention? Yes. And was follow-up complete? Yes, follow-up was complete. They were able to follow up with 82% of the single-dose group versus 81% of the two-dose group, so it was very close to that 80% threshold.
0: And were all patient-important outcomes considered? I think they were, yes. And do you think the treatment effect was large enough and precise enough to be
1: clinically significant? (laughs) Unsure about that, and I'm pretty sure we're going to talk more about this in the Talk Nerdy section.
0: Ooh, my favorite section. All right, and the last question, were there any financial conflicts of interest? Uh, No, none were disclosed. So now let's talk about the results. 308 children were randomized into two groups of 154. Ultimately, 141 were enrolled in group 1, which received a single dose of dexamethasone, and 143 were enrolled in group 2, the two-dose dexamethasone group. And that mean age across all of them was 7.5 years, and 60% of them were male. Can you tell us what the key result was?
1: Yeah, the key result was that there were no statistical differences between groups with regard to return visits, days to symptom resolution, missed school days, or vomiting. And what was the primary outcome? No statistically significant difference in return visits for persistent or worsening asthma symptoms between the groups.
0: In the single-dose dexamethasone group, 12.1% had a return visit, while in the two-dose dexamethasone group, only 10.3% had a return visit. However, the confidence intervals were rather wide.
1: And what about their secondary outcomes? No statistically significant difference in days to symptom resolution, missed school, vomiting, or adverse events.
0: And we'll include tables in the show notes for the actual results. Now, note that the two groups had a different breakdown of asthma severity as well, with a larger proportion of patients with mild exacerbations that were included in the group receiving two doses of dexamethasone, and that's 77% compared to 62%. Okay, Harrison, my favorite, favorite section. You ready to talk nerdy? I'm ready to talk nerdy. Let's do it. All right. Let's... Talk about our first point, the outcomes that they chose.
1: Yeah, so the authors chose their primary outcome to be a return visit to primary care, urgent care, or the emergency department for persistent or worsening asthma symptoms. The authors report that 26 of the total patients, which is 11%, uh, had a return visit for that reason. Of the 26, 11 returned to the ED. One of those was admitted who did happen to be in the single-dose group.
0: And I don't know if I would treat all of those as equivalent necessarily. A return visit to the emergency department could mean that this child's symptoms were more severe compared to the child that presented to their primary care physician. Or maybe the symptoms were mild, but the primary care physician's office was just closed. We don't really have that information.
1: That's right. And thinking about our secondary outcomes as well, the authors initially report that there was no difference in the number of school days missed per group in the text of their study. However, in the tables, they report a binary is school missed or not kind of result. And I think that begs a question, what about the actual number of school days missed, right? Is missing one day of school versus two or three or even longer a significant outcome? As the provider, how do you consider that? And I think that it might be important for a parent or a caregiver whose child has to miss school, which might result in them missing work or finding some kind of alternative childcare.
0: Yeah, and also it was unclear exactly how they defined resolution of symptoms does the family consider resolution to be the day that their child no longer has any albuterol requirement? Or when they're able to resume regular activity, maybe on albuterol every four to six hours, or when the cough ends, or when the wheeze ends, we're not really sure how they ended up defining that.
1: Right. And so I think that sort of introduces a little bit of subjectivity, which is just something to consider when we're thinking about these results. Another point to consider is the fact that this study was unblinded. Families and research assistants were not blinded to the intervention. They both knew at some point in the study whether the patient received one or two doses of dexamethasone. The authors do acknowledge this and state it was due to a lack of funding. And so I think my hope is that future studies will be blinded, maybe by using a placebo. And our third nerdy point
0: is about missing data. Out of the 284 patients that were randomized and included in the trial, 52 were lost to follow-up, and 25 of those came from the single-dose group, and 27 of those came from the two-dose group. Now, that represents over 18% of that total cohort. So when lost to follow-up exceeds the a priori established non-inferiority margin of 11%, we get a little bit more uncertain
1: of the results. And coming to our fourth talk nerdy point, did they really get two doses? Adherence to the prescribed regimen was reported by the families. The researchers did work with the pharmacy to dispense that second dose of dexamethasone, but the researchers did not confirm with the pharmacy whether the family picked up the second dose or not. Yeah, and of the patients in that two-dose group, only 81% reported
0: that they took the prescribed second dose. And could this number possibly be lower due to reporting bias? We know that generally reported adherence is higher than actual adherence. And as such, we really need to weigh any possible benefit of that additional dose with the suboptimal adherence of 81%. At what point does it become kind of not worth it?
1: Yeah, and I think for me, coupling that... 18% of the cohort that was lost to follow-up with that 81% of reported adherence just makes me think about these results with a little bit of a grain of salt. And then our fifth nerdy point is generalizability. Asthma is a heterogeneous disease process that can be impacted by hereditary, environmental, geographic, and socioeconomic factors. This was a single-site study, and the majority of patients, about 64% of them, were scored as having a mild exacerbation based on the pediatric asthma score. And there were more mild exacerbations in the group receiving two doses of dexamethasone. So these findings may not be generalizable to your population or to patients with more moderate and severe exacerbations. So we hope that multicenter trials will be conducted in the future.
0: All right, Harrison. Can you comment on the author's conclusions compared
1: to the SGM conclusions? Certainly. This study suggests that a single dose of dexamethasone may be non-inferior to two doses of dexamethasone in treating mild to moderate asthma exacerbations, but there are a lot of limitations to consider. And can you give us the SGM bottom line? Yeah, so for Pediatric patients presenting to the ED for mild to moderate asthma exacerbations, you may consider a single dose or two doses of dexamethasone. And Can you give us the case resolution, please? You discuss the risks and benefits of single versus two-dose dexamethasone with the family and acknowledge that there's still some uncertainty surrounding whether one regimen is better than the other. After some shared decision-making, you and the family feel comfortable having the patient take just one dose of dexamethasone, given that this is a mild asthma exacerbation and you want to limit any side effects of the corticosteroid. And how are you going to apply this clinically? Well, a single dose of dexamethasone may be non-inferior to two doses of dexamethasone for treatment of mild to moderate asthma exacerbations. We certainly look forward to more studies on this topic, ones that are blinded, multicenter, and I've worked at hospitals that do both a single-dose dexamethasone and a two-dose dexamethasone. I may personally feel comfortable with a single-dose dexamethasone, but that may not necessarily reflect the practices or the culture at the institution I work at or at the institution someone else works at overall. And since there is no singular really gold standard for dexamethasone usage, I'm not sure that this study alone is sufficient to change any institution's practice. All right, Harrison. So what are you going to tell the family of this child. I'll thank them for telling me about their concerns regarding the child's previous experience with taking dexamethasone. I think we share the same goal of wanting to get their child feeling better while minimizing any side effects of medication. And there is some data to suggest that a single dose of dexamethasone may be appropriate. You know, I think it's important that they know to follow up with the pediatrician to make sure the child's symptoms are resolving, and if they believe the symptoms are getting worse, to please return to the emergency department.
0: Well, Harrison,
1: that was a lot
0: that we talked about, and thank you again for joining us. It's been my pleasure. Thank you for having me. And before we go... Do you mind reading the SGEM
1: tagline for us? I would love to. Always remember to be skeptical of anything you learn, even if you heard it on the Skeptic's Guide to Emergency Medicine. Talk to everyone later.